0: You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Keke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage and propel you to fulfill your purpose and leave that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His word. Be blessed as you listen. Come just as you
1: for Praise the Lord. The Bible says this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. And we learn that our Lord was particular that the people don't see the miracles he did and think that they were conclusive. They were determined or made to lead people to faith in him. So you see the signs, you trust in him. So that whatever happens thereafter of you know, going forward, you will not be soon taken or shaken away. Praise the Lord. So John the Beloved writing says, these things were written that you might believe, not just that you might be excited, excitement is okay, but if we don't end up believing and knowing God more, whatever it is he's done would not have achieved his purpose. I pray that we'll continue to follow him and the signs will continue to lead us into stronger and deeper faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so we looked at the text and quite a few things. The center of what we are learning from that passage is obedience. Obedience was what worked that miracle. Whatever he says to you, do it. Now, if he said what he said and they didn't do it, we would not have a miracle take place there. Praise the Lord. And why it has pleased God to involve or demand our obedience for our miracles, we can't say why. Praise the Lord. But just like Russell said, prayer is open to us. So we can continually pray, Lord, I want to be totally obedient to you. That's one of the prayers I pray for. I want to be, you know, not just obedient. I want to be absolutely obedient to you. And constantly obedient. Not sometimes, not in this moment, at all times. Because, you see, God is God. Like we are learning. God is big, you know. And there is nothing that he cannot do. Praise the Lord. There is not a thing that God cannot do. There is nothing. Nothing high, nothing low, nothing big, nothing small. There is nothing our God cannot do. So, what is the missing point? Where is the challenge from? It is the connection between me and God. Just like the passage that says, if you can believe, all things are what? Possible. All things are already possible with God. We've looked at that scripture here before. It says, for with God, all things are possible. Now, that statement is not just saying... That all things are possible for God. It's if I cooperate, it says, for with God, for me and God, if I cooperate with God, all things will become what? Possible. Praise the Lord. Already with God is settled. Okay, but for me to experience this and to enter into it, you know, it's important that obedience. So, and we've had um, the enemy of our faith, the enemy of our soul, so walk on that word obedience that... You know, it's like punishment. It's like affliction. Whenever somebody says, you must obey, you must obey, immediately we think it's punishment. But how many of us remember having little children and trying to feed them their food now? What does it appear like? Like punishment, isn't it? But is it punishment? You know, I remember some time ago, I don't know whether we're somewhere, somebody was, you know, a nanny was feeding the, the little child. And the way the child was crying, the nanny now said, See, it's food I'm giving him And he's crying like this. Somebody outside will think I'm beating him. Do you understand? That food is good for the child. But because of lack of understanding, and that's what happens to us many times when we hear obedience, it's as though it's punishment, but it's for our good. It's for our good. You know, God speaking in the book of Job made us understand. He said, if you even do good or do bad, how does it touch me? Everything is for our good. Praise the Lord. You know. So this evening I want us to look at um just shift a bit and then and trust God to help us, you know, to be of willing hearts. Today at the launch our fellowship will pray for a heart of flesh, you know, so that our hearts are not hardened towards God. Okay, so that we're that responsive. I mean those servants are examples. They say go and fetch water, they quickly go and fetch water and put. Then they say take it. Draw out some now and take to the master of the feast. And they go and draw out and go. Huh? Those servants could have asked some questions. When they say, Go and fetch water, they say, Okay, oh sorry, it's not water that Madame said we, we should wait for. It's wine, isn't it? And then when they now fetch water, okay, I'll fetch water. To say, Draw out and now, you say, Okay, oh draw out water and go and give. You understand what I mean? But they responded, and we see the end of the story. There is a miracle blessing us. Blessing the people who were there at that time. So we want to see how we ourselves, you know, can walk in this and be blessed by it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Now there's an account in the Bible in Luke 8. Luke 8 um, from verse 41 to 56. But because of time and because we already know it, we will not go into details. What happened here is um, our Lord Jesus was met by Jairus, okay? And the request was to come. His daughter was dying. And Jesus was walking, following Jairus to go to his house to heal the daughter. Along the journey, the woman with issue of blood came. She got her healing. And then messengers came from Jairus' house to say what? Do not trouble the master anymore. Okay? For what? The daughter that she went to request for healing for has died. Praise the Lord. Now, that means the daughter died after We are sure after Jairus left the house, okay? We don't know whether it was after Jairus spoke to Jesus. I want to believe it was after Jairus spoke to Jesus, okay? So on their way back, message came back to say to Jairus, leave Jesus. Let's go and plan funeral. Isn't that what the message said? Don't bother him anymore, okay? Don't bother him. Do not trouble the teacher. Now, let's look at what our Lord Jesus Christ answered in in 50, the next verse. Let's read it, everybody. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid, only believe, and she'll be made well. Do not be afraid, only believe it. They said to Jairus, do not trouble the master. The master said, do not be afraid, only believe. Now, brothers and sisters... The only activity, the only event, the only calamity, the only danger, the only trouble on earth that God cannot handle is unbelief. Did you hear me? The only event, because, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says, um, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. When they sent to our Lord Jesus to come and heal Lazarus, whom he loved. He was still alive, right? But he remained until he died. Now we see Jairus' case now. He also met the master. The master could have spoken a word and then the child would not die and be healed immediately. The point I'm making is that the Lord our God, the Lord your God, our Heavenly Father, is not afraid of anything happening to you or us experiencing. He's not afraid. He's not rushing to prevent it. Why? Because he can handle it. <laughs> you know, and that's what shakes us many times. What happened? Now, the worst has happened for Jairus. And they brought the news. And they said to him, don't trouble the master anymore. In essence, Jesus was saying, it's not trouble. (laughs) The only trouble I have is if you don't believe me. He went straight to the point. He said, do not be afraid. Only what? And that word only, if you're highlighting, highlight that word only. That means there's nothing else I need from you. Only believe. Only believe, only believe. And the way the Spirit of God said, the only thing I can't handle in your life is unbelief. I can't compel you. When Jesus said to Jairus, he said, if he had the power to compel Jairus to believe, he would not have said, do not be afraid, only believe. What he was saying to him was Jairus' part in the matter. Raising the dead is his own. Do you understand? in fact if you read the scriptures now you begin to see what i'm talking about everywhere concerning the feeding of the multitude he said ah where where shall we find bread to feed this and they said ah impossible impossible finally what did he say he say sit down <laughs> do you understand sit down and watch me perform praise god we are talking about a god that can handle anything everything all things At all times, no matter how late, no matter how far, no matter how deep, no matter how long it has been there, God says, I can handle it. The only one I can't is unbelief. Now, what do you think the enemy does? The enemy fights to get you and I to the place where we enter into unbelief. Hebrews 3.12. I think, Pastor Law, you know, at the throne room, we had to repent for our unbelief concerning our nation. Because you see, this is classical. This is what this passage says. It said, beware brethren, lest there be in any of us an evil heart of what? Look at how God is talking about unbelief. He says it's an evil heart. God can't handle it. He has no solution to unbelief. He has no solution. So, prayer point, Lord, give me a believing heart. Praise God. He said, whatever it is, Hebrews 10, 32, let's look at that one now. Hebrews 10, 35, 32. Okay, 38, let's go straight to the point. Hebrews 10, 38, you see another thing there. He says, now, the just shall what? Live by faith. But if anyone draws back, what will he do? He can't help again. If you're taking notes, you can just write from 32 to 39 so you get the full picture. God... Our God is omnipotent. Let me say, my God is omnipotent. He can handle everything. You see, and why is like that? Why is this matter? Like we don't have much to do. Why is this issue like that? It's because at creation he gave you the power of choice. When he said, Let us make man in our image according to our life, at that time he gave you the right, just like nobody can force God. He also made you in a way that nobody can force anything on you. Okay? So now, all the preaching, all the exhortation, and all the miracles now, we see the sign now, that God is working. He's working so that you will always believe him. Now, what happened with the nation of Israel? They were in captivity, and God sent Moses. I said, Moses, I send you to go and bring my people out, right? What did he do with Moses? He said, put your hand under your armpit. Bring it out. And what happened? It was leprous. He said, put it back. Bring it out. And what happened? It was healed. He said, take the rod that you have in your hand. Drop it on the ground. He dropped it. It became a snake. He said, pick it up by the tail. He picked it up and it went back. What was that for? So that going forward, you always believe me. You understand that? Going forward, you always You know that what I say happens. That's how come Moses could go to Pharaoh and say, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, God said to me to tell you, let my people go. And you know Pharaoh didn't respond. Pharaoh said, what? What are you talking about? Who sent you? Moses, which God are you talking? Moses said, I will show you a sign. Moses dropped his rod. What happened? Pharaoh called his own magicians. They dropped their rods. They all became snakes. Those that sit in heaven, they laughed. Because every of them went away rodless. (laughs) Yes, they went without road. Moses picked it. But you see, all he was doing was for them to believe him. Now, when he got to the nation of Israel, God, you see, oh, this man I've lost God. God bringing out Israel from Egypt, he could have done it in one miracle. Okay? The final miracle, the killing of the firstborn sons of the children of uh, Egypt. He could have done it the first day. But all that process of turning, you know, water into blood, of this, of that, you know, of the low cost of darkness, of plagues, and all of that, were steps serially, so that the children of Israel will know that when God speaks, it is settled. You know, He started the initial miracle. Uh, sorry, not miracle plagues were affecting everybody. At a time, He started making a difference so that the children of israel will know that god knows where they are can somebody help me repeat god knows where i am because you see, sometimes the devil will so want to tell you that you're lost and forgot to no location but he walked it in a way walked it in a way walked it in a way that at a point when the children of israel opened their doors they'll be looking darkness in the uh, zone where the children of egypt were and in their own place, light they will look at their body uh, no boils Do you understand? So God was walking signs, walking signs, walking signs, so that these people would trust in Him, would trust in Him. Finally, it was the night of the Passover, okay? So He said to them, "This is what you're going to do. We don't know if all of them, I want to believe all of them did. But at that point, what happened in the scriptures is that even the Egyptians, or some of the people who were not uh, Jewish, they joined to now follow them out. That's how much God, you know, has shown himself powerful. Okay? Now, when they got out, the Bible says God, led them three days. No water. Okay, I jumped um, the Red Sea. He brought them before the Red Sea. And they said, ah, Moses, ah, there are no graves in Egypt. What has happened here now? Unbelief. Now, will somebody walk ten plagues against the enemies, preserve your firstborn, give you the treasures of Egypt in one night, and then bring you out to bury you? You see how this thing works? Now, do you know if you look at your life and you take one, take one, take one, you'll see that where you are is not an abandonment. It's a set up for a miracle. Do you understand? That's the mindset. That's what God wanted. He wanted at every point when there's a challenge for them to be clapping, you know, for them to be clapping. Okay, I I don't watch football a lot, but you notice that there are some players when they handle the ball, the crowd stands up. Because over time, he has shown himself to produce something, isn't it? Do you believe that your God is a producer? Then in that situation, expect his miracle. That's what it is. You know, that's what... he said, I can handle any other thing, but I can't handle unbelief. You know, someone comes to church, the Word of God is coming, or you're reading your Bible, or whatever, and you just say, ah, they've come again. He can't help you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. What else is he going to do? What else is he going to do? If it's the devil, he knows how to, you know, deal with the devil. If it's any other, he knows that. But when a man... That he made in his image. Says, I'm not expecting anything from you. What will God do? Praise the Lord. So the devil understands this thing that we're learning. He knows it. So that's why he fights to get us into unbelief. He does everything he can to produce, you know, in us a heart of unbelief. He uses all manner of things. He knows that this is God's program. He wants to do this in your life at this time. He wants to bring you here at this time. He wants to work this at this time. He will make every condition possible that will make you not expect the fulfillment of that promise. That's what he does. And as he's doing it, you see, God is not worried because God expects that you know he doesn't fail. Praise the Lord. God expects that you will laugh, say, my dad is coming. Praise the Lord. He will not allow me to be put to shame. That's the attitude he wants. But you see, because you know, we're growing and we're developing, and that's what tells our maturity, there are some ways the thing will happen. You just say, no, 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 this is too much. I can't handle it again. He says, if anyone draws back, the enemy is pushing so that we will draw back, so that we'll say, ah, look at what happened there, look at what happened there, let's give up. Whereas God is saying, Look at what happened there. Look at what happened there. And trust me. Praise the Lord. So he fights with everything. Sometimes, you know, he fights with, you know, difficulties, pain, everything. But sometimes also he fights with prosperity. He fights with ease, with idleness. There is a level of ease you can be in. And you say, well, what is God talking about? All they are trying to do is to make sure that when the next instruction from God comes, you will not jump at it let's look at first uh, timothy six twelve, and see the fight you know the christian fight, the long and short of our fight what does the bible call it it's a fight the good fight of one it's not a fight of muscle it's a fight of faith it's a fight to see to it that your faith remains in spite of what happens fight the good fight of faith fight to remain in a place where you're expectant from god fight to remain in a place where if god shows up you're ready to go praise the lord fight that you remain in a place where you do not change the confession in your mouth praise god because why? god has earned it God has ended that you will know that you know that you know that God is faithful, that God is good, that God is, you know, just, that God is reliable, that God is coming for you. That's what he did with Jairus. He said, Jairus, you know, Jesus could have said to Jairus, you know, your child is not there. He said, do not be afraid. Just give me your belief. And that's what he sent me to tell somebody tonight. Praise the Lord. Do not be afraid afraid only not two things only only because with that i can handle any other thing ah my debt i'm so indebted it's over my head he said just believe me praise the lord the bills that i have to pay is like this is like that he said do not be afraid just what believe me he said they said this sickness this and this and this and this there is no cure he said do not be afraid what only believe me why because i'm omnipotent How many of us recite the science class we had on Sunday? None of you. You want us to do it now. You serve a God who is so powerful that what you see is his word that is holding it. Do you understand? That's how big he is. That's how wise he is. He spoke everything into being and he upholds everything by his spoken word. Now, what can be difficult for him? What can be difficult, Uh, that's what I'm telling you now, what can be difficult for him is only unbelief. It's not healing. It's not provision. Praise the Lord. It's not taking somebody who is owing, you know, one million dollars to make the person a billionaire today. In one day, he can. He's that big. Praise the Lord. Do do you have a pen? If you can take a piece of paper now, and with your pen, Pastor Livingston. And write, I have one million dollars. Let me see how difficult it is for you. How difficult is it for you? You can just write it like that's how easy it is for God to give it to you. Do you understand? Take your phone and say, I am healed. Do you care what I'm talking about? Because we transport our mindset into God's hands, His hand is mighty to save. Do you understand? I am healed. You know, whatever it is. I have peace. I'm at rest. You see that is with which you're able to write. Okay, let's not write. Just saying it. What did God say to the nation of Israel? He said that they have spoken in my hearing. So I dash it to them. I open up your mouth and say something. <laughs> what? Do you understand? You're in the presence of God. Where This is miracles. So open your mouth and say something. He says that I've spoken in my hearing he says i'll do he's god. he's god he's god he's god he's god praise the lord you know you remember in those days you know for those of us who are over 50 for you to operate your cassette player um jvc for you to press play your finger needed to be strong enough then you press stop the thing will shock like this and respond now they have soft touch so you're not pressing. They even have command. Cyrus, play Momichi forever. I worship. The thing will start playing. Did you press it? Deliver yourself from that mindset. It has to be hard. Do you understand? No, no, with God. Do you understand? No, with God. You see, it's Hallelujah. God help us. Amen. I say, God help us. He said, tell them, the only problem I'm worried about, about them, about every person listening to me, is when they enter unbelief. It is that unbelief that made Martha and Mary to take, you know, the uh, body of Lazarus and bury. That's why he cried. You know, scholars have been wondering, why did Jesus he cried. I said, people know I love him. You people know I'm coming. Why did you bury him? You know what happened? When he got to the, the door of the tomb, he said, remove the stone. With his power, he couldn't remove the stone. It's unbelief. He said, roll away unbelief. Tell yourself, I roll away unbelief. He could have said, stone, move out. He said, you, reverse, I can operate. Take it out of the way. So I can operate. And when they rolled it out, did you see Jesus do flex muscle? He said, you already heard me. He said, Father, this is what we do. Hallelujah. He said, Father, this is what we do. But for their sake, okay, let me speak out. This is what we do. I'm the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Lord, help us. All he's saying is this. Whatever, sir. Whatever, man. Whatever, sister. Whatever. He can handle it. He can handle it. From today expect him to handle it, expect him to do it. It's not difficult. He created, listen, do you look at our world? Do you look at the world we live in? Have you pondered on what it means, you know, for this world to be functioning? The coordination, the excellence, the masterpiece. The other time that came, he told us that if the earth or if the sun moved, 0.0000 0. 0.0000 millimeters or whatever closer to the earth will all evaporate we will just melt out and all these things they don't have foundation where they're holding it is you know forces counterbalancing each other imagine if you keep tell uh, um, ahmed and john okay walk from here ahmed and john please come so i count for it you stay here we, we face this direction both of you come and stand there ahmed come okay john come come and stand there john So this is John. John is um, who is lighter? Okay, John, your son, because this place is (laughs) reflecting. You, your earth. Okay, I want two of you to go and turn and come back this way. Let me see whether you maintain space in between. Just go. You see as the thing don't scatter already. You see? We for don't burn up. See how close the sun got to the earth. Do you get what I'm saying? God is maintaining as the earth is revolving as the sun all the planets are moving the spaces in between he maintains it there is no pillar there is no stick separating them that's the god that you are wondering can he handle my situation do you understand the bible says how he takes liquid and forms bone in the belly they did not cast anything to put the bone inside he says he can handle it (laughs) He says he can handle it he's handling so many things you know that also taught us he said that for the body for you and i to be alive you know lord some of these things are just amazing do you know that there are bacteria, there are different things that are necessary to be working in your body for you to be alive then there are things now that have to counterbalance it okay so i think that that's what was that one called Um, um what's this, uh, autoimmune, the one that produces, that's when it's that's malfunctioning, people have autoimmune disease. Is it the trouble of the bacteria, let me use, and other have to be working at the same time. So health, that I'm healthy, is that there is a balance. Do you get what I'm saying? There is a balance, and God makes sure that that balance is maintained. Praise the Lord, somebody. He makes sure that it's maintained. God is saying I can handle it. If we are talking about governments and nations and all of that, God raised Cyrus, a hidden king, and he issued a decree and said, you people must go and build a house for your God. He didn't become born again. When they resisted Nehemiah and gave him too much trouble, he wrote and said, let that house be built with revenue from the surrounding countries. You know why? He's God. He's God. Praise the Lord. When you fall on your knees to pray, just a lot of say, Our Father which art in heaven, what hallowed be thy name. We must exalt him. He's not our mate. He's not here. He's big. He's big. He's big. big. So to Jairus, he said, (laughs) the master said, Jairus, ignore what they said. You have come to me. Let's go. When Jesus got to Jairus' house, what did he say? The people were crying and mourning, right? He said, She's only sleeping. And they began to laugh. You know the thing about that, their laughter, is that it was a laughter of, where is this one from? We know this child is dead. There must have been some people there who understood a bit of, you know, health and knew that this child was dead. The master said he's only sleeping. You know why? Because for him to call her back to life is like waking somebody that is asleep. But for them, it was death. So... Their laughter was a laughter of imagination. I, I know this is the situation, okay? But the master is saying, where i am coming from? I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the resurrection and the life. I uphold all things by the word of my power. See what he did with Peter and the fish. You know, scholars have realized that even, that he said to Peter, Launch out your nets into the deep, your nets. If every fisherman in that area went for fish in that moment, all their nets would have been loaded with fish. Now, I want you to think, sir, those of us that are calculating how difficult our situation is. Peter had towed all night and caught one. Did he catch one? For some reason, at that point in time, we don't know where all the fishes went. How did they hear when they said to Peter, Lunch out, and they all gathered? Who called the assembly of fishes? Do you understand? Now, Peter could have said, Joe, don't worry, if you don't have money to pay for renting my boat, just go. But he said, nevertheless, he said, I've towed all night and caught nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, he said more than he knew. Because at your word there was, at the word of the creator of the fishes. The word of the creator of the boats he was standing. The word of the creator of Peter. The word of the creator of all things. The moment Jesus spoke it, fishes were waiting for Peter's net. They were swimming. Peter, where is your net? Peter, where is your net? Peter. They said we should enter. That's it. That's the one we are dealing with, sir. He's almighty. But look at that miracle again. If Peter did not go, it will be as if his word has failed. Tell somebody, God never fails. He never fails. He never fails. He never gives up. He's just God. So why is this, you know, what are we trying to say here? Is that faith is a spirit. Is that spirit of faith that makes you, anytime God speaks or in any situation, you're just expectant. You don't know how. And to some people, you might appear crazy. You'll say things that you don't know about. And I'm sure some of us there would have had experiences. Like for me, one of the most you know, profound of my own experiences is my U.S. visa one. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know where it came into my head. I will not go to the U.S. embassy for visa. They'll bring me visa in the house. In Lagos, I knew no ambassador. I had no, do you understand? But God did it. The visa came. I didn't go to the embassy. At that time, American embassy was not even in Abuja. Here in Abuja, they gave me visa. They didn't just give me, they gave my wife, and it was delivered. I get you what I'm saying. Why? Because God, everything you see, God created. Everything you see, God upholds. Everything you see, he has power over. But can he have power over me? That's it. Once I allow him to have power over me, then I can walk in those things. Let's rise on our face. Because I want us to pray into ourselves that spirit of faith and cast away that spirit of fear. You know what fear does? Fear is a build-up of, of negative occurrences. The same thing we are learning you're just seeing how impossible things can be, you're seeing how things can work against you. You're looking at this speaker now, you, you run away from under it because all of a sudden you saw it fall, and it's only when you're standing here that it, it fell on your head. Fear is a spirit. The same way faith is a spirit. And God is begging us. He said, do not be afraid. Only believe. Do not be afraid. What is making you afraid tonight? Do you know that you are ascribing to that thing power? Do you understand? That you are ascribing to a power. Exchange rate is going up. Yes, you know, it's worrisome. Yes, but you and I sh- should not and must not be afraid. The Lord is my what? Dollar is not my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me what? Besides, he satisfies myself. Listen, people of God, fear is a spirit. I know there's what is called rational, reasonable, and not. They exist. But at the end of it, you're either afraid or you're in faith. And we don't want to be afraid anymore. Something comes up in your skin, then you start suspecting. Is it this? is Is it that? Is it that? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? Why don't you look at it and just imagine what stupid mosquito bite is this? And trust. And see that, you know, in the next two days, you won't see it again. Why can't you have that faith? Why is it always a sign of something bad? Whereas your God is good. Your God is almighty. Your God loves you. He did not withhold only, his only begotten son. But his son died for you. Do you understand? Child of God. Let us kick out the evil heart. The Bible calls it evil heart. So some of us might be rejoicing we are not fornicators, we are not adulterers we are not armed robbers but we are in unbelief and they equal us with them. Evil heart of unbelief. Somebody say God forbid I will not be unbelieving anymore. Lord I pray for faith to be reviving me. That when you look at me you see a heart that trusts you. There is nothing you can do. There is nothing my God cannot do. There is nothing our Father cannot do. There is nothing, absolutely nothing. There is nothing you cannot do, my Lord. There is nothing you cannot do. There is nothing. There is not one thing you cannot do. Lord, I put my trust in you. I'm expectant of wonderful things, of glorious things, of miraculous things. Lord, I put my faith in you. You can handle it. You can handle it. The psalmist says, Though a thousand may fall by my side and ten thousand by my right side, he said, He shall by no means. God can keep me. God can keep you. God can accomplish his purpose. God can turn every situation and any situation and that situation around. Where they said no, they can call you back, invite you, and beg you. We're sorry. He's God. He is God. He is the most high. He is the one who made all things. Praise the Lord. He is. Lord, revive me, O Lord. Revive my faith. I want to be quickened, O Lord, in your way. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Tonight, I'm in your presence. Lord, I don't want to be unbelieving. I reject the spirit of fear. I reject the spirit of bondage again to fear. You are God. It's you that I have as my father. God is my father. The maker of the heavens and the earth is my father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. You know, if you go to most developed countries, but in particular, when we went to Belgium, around that area, you will see a Mercedes-Benz car. 1940 model. If you look at it, it's looking as if it came out from the factory. You know why? It is not... um, Okay, Kokora for mechanic that is fixing it When there is a fault with that car They go back to Daimler Benz The car, no matter how old it is Because it still has access to the manufacturer It never gets old Do you understand? 40 years old car But because it's interfacing with its maker Those who made it are still there So they are touching it Is it your body that your maker cannot maintain? Do you understand what I'm talking about? What is it that he cannot do? If he made it originally, can't he maintain it now? I want somebody to get the spirit of faith. The spirit of confidence. The spirit that knows whose he is or who she is. That's what the mother of Jesus taught us. He said, whatever. Whatever. Because I know that what I commit into your heart, you can handle it. Tell the Lord you can handle it. <laughs> Let it sink into your heart. You're not allowing that only thing. He says, it's only unbelief I can handle. And I will not allow it block me. Ah, Ah... You are the Lord You are the Lord You can handle it You can handle it My God can handle it That's what I'm saying I believe my God can I believe he knows what he's doing Is it time that is your issue? Hey Time has passed Ah It's Jehovah we are talking about It's Jehovah we are talking about <laughs> Lord, I believe you. It's a fight of faith. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of my Lord Jesus Christ. That says to me, This one can happen. This one can happen. This one can happen. The Bible says, Henceforth, No no man after the flesh. You can, you can. Lord you can do it 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 This is my testimony You can handle my situation You know One of those songs we sang early in in our faith He is able To accomplish what concerns me today He is more than able You can handle it You can take care of me You can keep me Spotless and faultless You can present me before yourself You can show me to the nations You can You can Let's roll away that stone Let's roll away that unbelief Let's roll away that Low expectation Yes you are The Lord That is your name Jehovah is your name Mighty God is your name Deliverer is your name Waymaker is your name healer is your name provider is your name you are god the spirit of faith in the name of jesus in jesus name now see the way this works now when unbelief is rolled away the bible says the eyes of the lord he runs to and fro upon the whole earth." what's he doing he says searching for the one whose heart is what lawyer that he might show himself strong on his behalf and that's what happened Please, if you put um, 1 Samuel 17 1 Samuel 17, but I, in particular 3840 If you go me, you can read the whole story You see, David was a man who, or a boy at this time Who understood what we are learning David was keeping sheep Lion came, took one, just one And started going David pursued lion Struck the lion and recovered sheep Bear came too David pursued bear When it came to the time of Goliath And David heard Goliath's taunting And boasting And threatening David said I can handle this I have experience with my God The experience David had was not in fighting It was with God He said I've seen that my God delivers And he will deliver This uncircumcised Philistine Into my hand But I'm going somewhere Now in verse 38 When Saul agreed That David should go to fight What did Saul do? Saul clothed David with his armor Gave him everything that Saul would have used But the mistake he made was that David was not going to fight Goliath Based on armor He was going to fight Goliath Based on his confidence in God So when he wore everything that Saul gave him He couldn't even move What did he say? He said, take all of them He says for what? I have not proved them Brothers and sisters You're getting to the place where If the mountain is that big You don't need anything else to go You know whom you have believed That was the weapon David went with I go with the weapon of the God who delivered me Now I want you to bring out that weapon anywhere Is there something God has done for you? That is what David fought with David took off all the things that You need to have five people recommend you You need to know this You need to have this David took it off and said, I go against this Goliath in the name of the armies of the Lord whom he has defiled. He took stones. David didn't even use stone to kill lion. He used stick. Why didn't he use stick for Goliath? He even went lower. You see, when the spirit of faith comes upon you, you even talk and be wondering, am I the one talking? I get it what I'm saying. David took stones to go for a battle that his National army had not been able to fight for 40 days He took stones with his sling And started running towards the man I want that thing that touched David to touch you I want you to pray I want that spirit that was upon David You and I have it Lord help me to believe you And God said this boy is after my heart He wasn't running away He was facing it head on He was going for it head on God called the angels in heaven Say, look at this boy Look at this boy He makes my heart glad Look at this boy I want you to trust God for prosperity Trust God for well-being Trust God for healing Trust God for emotional well-being Trust God that you are the apple of God's eyes You are the king's princess You are the king's daughter You are the king's son You are royalty Your head is lifted You cannot cry again David said, ah <laughs> I have experience. So I go with a stone. It's the spirit of faith. As he was moving, heaven was excited. Heaven was rejoicing. We've seen someone that believes in me. We've seen someone that trusts in me. I want you to tell the Lord, I believe you. I want you to settle it in your heart. He's bigger. In the name of Jesus. Brethren, anything less than this Know that it's man that you're worshipping You see Even friends and men can help To an extent But what I'm calling you for to tonight Is to believe in God Things that are impossible with men They are not impossible with God And many of the things You're even looking for Are possible with men What about God? The songwriter sang and said God of wonders beyond the galaxies He's a mighty God. He's a big God. And he's not just big God yesterday. He's big God today. He's big God tomorrow. And he's big in your life, sir. He's big in your life, man. He's mighty to save, mighty to deliver. His name is Yahweh. Only believe, only believe, only believe. And listen, people of God, listen to me, please. The miracles, let him choose how he wants it you know just like the one we looked at on sunday the turning of water into wine it wasn't spectacular nobody knew when it happened i'm sure for all the people apart from the servants they would never believe that that thing they were drinking was water a few moments ago they will never believe that's it what we are saying is that there'll be a change like the blind might say one thing i know once i was blind But now I say One thing you're going to know is that Once it was impossible But my God has turned it around My God has turned it around Awesome things Marvelous things Wonderful things Glorious things Lord you can Your son is saying to you Lord you can Lord you can You can You can do it And you will do it Even as a nation Lord we want to thank you For nothing is difficult for you you know, people say, ah, this has never happened. Well, how many times did they born you? Were you born before now? Is it not the day they gave birth to you there? He said, behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not see? It? Isn't that what God says? The tomorrow we are going to see have we seen it before? So why somebody say it has never been done before? If you say it has never been before, then remain in today. In the next 18 hours, we'll be in tomorrow. And God brings out a new day. So the God that brings a new day, can't he bring a new thing with a new day? It has never been done. It will be done. Awesome things. Let's give him praise.
0: You're listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squaripa Expressway, near next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www that thefatherschurchonline.org god bless you